Stafford, let's go. January 24th, 2019. This is Backdoor Cover. I am producer Micah. I am with Brad Key. Monster Truck Micah, let's, let's smash some cars, bro. Let's go. Let's do this. It's not yet Super Bowl week. That That's next week. And guess what? We're going to bring you a Super Bowl extravaganza next week. That sounds exciting. Yeah. I don't really know what that means yet, but you might be hearing from some people you want to hear from. It's yeah. going to be great. It's news to me, but I'm excited about it. Here's some other news. Earlier this week on Monday, we recorded a conference championship game recap episode. If you want to hear our takes on what happened last weekend, go back and listen to Monday's episode. You'll enjoy it. was enjoy a good it. time, man. That was fun. I thought it was a very good episode for us. Uh, and then an exciting announcement. If you're listening to this, you're a fan of sports. So uh, speaking of sports, professional football is a big sport. We're going to talk about it. Arian Foster was a professional football player. Probably the best player in the NFL in 2010. He is uh, going to be on the Ross Bolin podcast on Friday. It's pretty exciting. He's coming in studio. Did you pull 2010 out of your ass or did you look No, I, I did the numbers. Okay, you he led the league in rushing and touchdowns. It was that long ago? Damn. Yeah. Because it seems like he's was relevant a lot. Well, he's still relevant because he's our biggest guest ever on the Ross Bolin podcast I mean, coming up this week. relevant in terms of best player in the NFL, though. Yeah. It seems like he was like on top of his game a lot more recently than 2010, but time flies. Time flies. Indeed. Anyway, Aaron will be here. Uh, excited to talk to him. I'll probably ask him some football-specific questions, and if we get some stuff about the Super Bowl or about football or his time in the league, I will post that as a bonus episode for Backdoor Cover, similar to what we did last week with Ross Tucker. But the entire episode will be available, and the entire interview uh, with Aaron Foster will be available on the Ross Bolin podcast, uh, which should be released probably Friday. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, before we start, quick word from Rowdy Gentleman. Lots of good stuff on RowdyGentleman.com, including a sale on a sale. Still going on right now. Use promo code SALE25 to get 25% additional 25% off anything in the sale collection. This is a, this is you're basically getting stuff for free right now. You have anything to add, Brad? No. I mean, we've talked about it at length. Yeah, go to ratejoe.com, click on the sale page, then use promo code SALE25 save 25% additional on the sales and while you're on rowdygentleman.com check out the flags we got a new inventory of uh, all new inventory of some really awesome flags for flags that you can hang up uh in your place you could put on a pole you can do anything you want with the flag i don't give a shit wear it like a cape uh and i think if you if you buy a flag you'll get a free koozie or a beer sleeve we're not allowed to call them koozies anymore, i hope you never wear one as a cape and don't do I that i hope you do wear one hey, as do a whatever cape. you want i'm not saying you generally i'm saying you micah rowdygentleman.com there you go. All right, let's get to a little NFL news. Uh, there's no new head coaching hires. This may sound like deja vu because we said the same thing last Thursday, and it's still true. Cincinnati and Miami still don't have head coaches. What the fuck are they doing? Who knows, man? Have you seen the uh, – they did like a feature on the Browns' dysfunction uh, on ESPN, and it's got like um, Phil's face on the cover of it, and he's got this big like frowny face. It's hilarious. Phil? Have you seen this? Hugh. Sorry. Uh, I don't know why I thought his name was Well, Of course I saw that, Brad. That was our next talking point here on the rundown. Well, that's good. Hugh Jackson apparently didn't take the news of his firing well. This is mid-season. There's a report, as Brad mentioned, on ESPN. Uh, The GM, John Dorsey, came into Hugh's office and fired him. And then Hugh told uh, John Dorsey, quote, get the fuck out of my office. (laughs) 
which is hilarious. Uh, a reminder, Hugh Jackson went 3-36 and as head coach of the Browns, and then the Browns went 5-3 and without him the rest of the season, including two wins over the Bengals, which Browns, uh, which uh, Jackson became uh, an assistant coach for. That win-loss is unbelievable. Like, as soon as he leaves, they start I being just, successful. I just wish in every scenario where somebody gets fired, you can just tell the, your boss who fired you to get the fuck out of your office. Is he the biggest clown to ever make it onto Hard Knocks, or... Was it Joe Philbin? It, oh, it's no, no, race. it's definitely Hugh. Is it? It's definitely Hugh. Hugh is Hugh has no idea what he's man, doing. Man, it's been an embarrassing year for that man. And then Hugh is so insecure. You remember the part where he's like, yeah. uh, it's my team. I can yeah. do whatever the hell I want. Uh, it hey, when you're in my chair, you can make the decisions, but I'm in my chair. I just love, I mean, it was, um, that, how great was that? I'm so glad they were on Hard Knocks and we got to see Hugh Jackson. But I just, I just trying to figure out like any other scenario in the world. Where you're at work and your boss comes in and says, hey, Brad, we need to talk. And you're like, okay, uh, we're going to let you go. You have failed 12 times as, as often as you've succeeded. You're 3-36 and 36 professionally, basically. Uh, it, it's time for you to go. And you, instead of like leaving and saying, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. We didn't win enough. I, I lost too many deals. You just go, fuck you. Get the fuck out of my office. Yeah, That's not, not how your it office works. anymore. Uh, it's not your office. You just got fired. It's uh, I'm just... I don't understand how Hugh has the audacity to do that. So how did he get in position to get that job? Was it when he was in Cincinnati, like as a defensive coordinator? Like what, how did he rise to? He was to... the head coach in Oakland for a couple of years. They were disastrous. He was like a big hot hire back when, when he started with the Browns. And now it's just like, how the fuck did you get there? Like, how did you trick that many people into thinking you were like competent? To keep him around after he went 0-16. I, I know. know. How did he hang on Why'd that they long? bring him back? It's unbelievable. And then after you watch him on Hard Knocks, who could think like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. We'll, we'll hang on to this guy. Uh, big shouts to Hugh for having a job, I guess. Yeah, that's I, Hugh I, Jackson, he probably got not fired. Phil Jackson, as that's I right. originally Yeah, said. Phil Jackson is not what you so were going good, with. I was yeah. very confused by Phil. I, I'm, I'm confused, so that makes sense. I just, I would, like uh, that scene in uh, Half-Baked, where it's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, uh, you're cool, I'm out. Like, you're cool. Hey, I'm you're out. fired from your job flipping burgers. Get the fuck out of my kitchen. You can't say that. That's not how it works. That was an awesome scene. I just love Hugh Jackson. Uh, what a fucking psycho. 3-36. and 36. His face on the cover of ESPN right now is hilarious. He lost 12 times for every time he won. That's, that's shocking. And he still has work. He's still getting work. Well, I don't know. I, Isn't I don't know he in Cincinnati the Bing- right well, now? As a- yeah, but the Bengals fired their head coach. But he was like an, exec- I mean, an executive yeah, he assistant was like or something. assistant yeah. to the head coach or assistant head He's coach. He's like taking voice He might be now. the active head coach there right now. I don't know if he signed a multi-year deal or not. That would it's be possible there is no head coach. What if Hugh Jackson is running things in Cincinnati as like the acting head coach? He might be. If you see like flames going up out of like the uh, Midwest, you know that he's he's I mean, running. Maybe shit. that's the reason Cincinnati can't hire a new coach because the the owner's like, yeah, Hugh's going to be here. He's going to be your assistant. Like, uh, uh-uh. I'm not working there. Goodbye. Well, that would give me a hard time sleeping. But you know what gives me a great time sleeping? That's not the way I wanted to say that. You know how I sleep well? I sleep well on my Lisa mattress. There you go. A lot of people have New Year's resolutions. You should resolve to have better rest this year. Quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions. Uh, It prevents burnout, helps you make better decisions, and improves your memory. And overall, it just makes you feel better and make fewer mistakes. This isn't marketing. This is just science, my friends. A design To design a better mattress, Lisa... Le- leverage 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing 
to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell, more than 31,000 mattresses so far. Lisa strives to leave the world a better place than they found it. That's, that's a good way to live. That doesn't stop with mattress donations. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell. Uh, start 2019 well-rested, my friends. Get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash BDC. Use promo code BDC, like backdoor cover, at promo at checkout. That's lisa, L-E-E-S-A dot com slash BDC, promo code BDC. All right. Uh, like I mentioned, we will talk more football next week leading up to the Super Bowl. We are not going to talk about the fucking Pro Bowl. You guys know that. And uh, there's not really much senior bowl news to talk about on Thursday. Uh, so let's move to the NBA. Uh, Victor Oladipo suffered a season-ending knee injury last night. There's an MRI scheduled for today. This sucks. Uh, Indy has been a possible destination for Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol, uh, which both are now reportedly available for the first time as Memphis is finally uh, deciding to tear it down and and rebuild. Uh, it's an you- especially good landing place for Conley since he's from there. So like a lot of people are saying that, that that's one reason why he's been kind of highlighted as one of the, the prime candidates for yeah but now you don't have oladipo yeah so it's tough man you might as well just tank because that team can't he's clearly their best player they they can't be a contender they're probably the uh, the uh the east is still pretty weak i don't know where they are uh in the standings right now but you've got to imagine without their best player they're not going to be a playoff team i mean you can't get people who are veterans to come in especially like superstars like conley and gasol and like then tank by the time that you your assets start to appreciate and like be good those guys are retiring like it just there's no it doesn't work on a timeline so yeah yeah that's yeah, tough so that man. changes that, that. that injury is tough man. that's that's tough for memphis that's one less place they can send him due to leverage yeah um conley and gasol you have any ideas where those guys might where they fit yeah the big one people keep talking about is the lakers for for conley right and i also heard um there was talk about Philly being like an interesting destination for him. I just, I don't get that. Why not? Because they have Ben Simmons, who is a point guard. Right. I think they would so have I, to... There's just no reason to... I know that, that Ben Simmons doesn't work perfectly and people in Philly are freaking out and all this stuff. Would you take... Would you deal Ben Simmons for both Conley and Gasol? No. You wouldn't? I'm not moving Ben Simmons for anyone. Like, there's three dudes in the league that I'd move Ben Simmons for. Hmm. Ben Simmons is a problem. And you can teach guys to shoot. I know he can't shoot now, but that dude is a freak. Yeah, he's he really is a good. monster. He's athletic. He's he's. Oh, you know who they'd trade? He can is, really play. They'd send Markel Fultz in like a draft pick or something in exchange for Conley. I think that's what the talk is. So, well, that'd be interesting. I'd toss that guy out. He's trash. I don't know, man. If he could get into like the Spurs organization but or I just, something, I and like don't understand why you bring in a why you would do that. I just don't see them. That is a logical spot. Ben Simmons is the guy. I don't know, man. He's Everybody's down guard. on him. I, I don't He's get awful it. special, though. He's a really unique talent. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I guess the Lakers, you bring in Conley. Hmm. Rockets, I mean, he, maybe? I don't know. Uh, like Harden just runs everything. What are you supposed to do with Chris Paul and Conley in the backcourt? Too? Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't work. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of anything that, that could be pieced together that would challenge the Warriors. Because right now... Well, we're a long way away from that, yeah. I think. Uh, uh, the only Kenneth, thing that's going to beat them is them. Like They're going to have to just... Yeah. Whatever. Speaking of the Rockets, Kenneth Reed is a Rocket. Uh, 
he's a guy who's basically off the scrap heap, but he's probably an upgrade, especially since Clint Capella is out, and he's uh, certainly an upgrade over, uh, as you wrote here, 1,000-year-old Nene. Yeah. So basically, he's he's uh, plugging some holes for them while Clint, Clint Capella gets healthy, but um, Capella's really good, man. Um, they, I, I heard uh, Zach Lowe say that that uh, the Rockets can win regular season games without Chris Paul, and they can't win playoff games without Chris Paul, but they can they can win they can't win regular season games without Clint Capella. It makes it a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of the Rockets, James Harden went for sixty one last night against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Uh, he ties Kobe for the most ever by a visiting player in the Garden. He scored 30 points in 21 consecutive games, 30 or more, obviously. Wilt, the only person to have uh, to go more than that is Wilt Chamberlain, who had streaks of 65 games in a row, <laughs> 31, 25, and he actually passed uh, another streak of 20 that Wilt had yesterday. Uh, the most amazing thing about this this run that Harden's been on he hasn't been assisted on a field goal in the past five games. That's 76 made field goals. That's unbelievable. He's doing everything. They got to start calling that step back three a travel. It's just too much. You know what I'm talking about? Everyone knows what you're talking it's about. It's like a, a jab step forward, then two steps back and a hop step, and then a he jacks it up and makes it every time. It's I don't know, man. He's amazing. But the the fact that like he doesn't get like a run out on a fast break or... Like the the fact that no one is giving him an assist for any reason is just <laughs> shocking. Yeah, not, he's basically just carrying them. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's on another level. And I mean, the only guy who's given the same conversation is Wilt, who was a big man, like and was basically playing inferior. Yeah, like, the most five foot player ever, six foot two white guy. So like, for him to do it at a guard position in today's NBA is just unimaginable. So. Uh, the, so he scored 61 last night in the Garden. The record for the most points scored in the Garden is actually 62 by uh, Carmelo Anthony. Makes uh, sense. Speaking of Carmelo Anthony, he was sent to the Bulls and uh, is likely to be cut soon. From the Rockets. Yes, from from the Rockets, who he was technically still a Rocket until this week. Right. Uh, he may sign with the Lakers. The Bulls are technically Anthony's fourth team in seven months, which is crazy. Oklahoma City sent him to Atlanta. I think Atlanta is the one actually paying him right now. No, they yeah they pay him because they waived him or whatever. But then they waived him. Then Houston paid him like the minimum. How many contracts is he? And now paid Chicago. I I don't know. That sounds like a good deal for him. Yeah, things are going well for Melo uh, financially. It's just crazy that no one wants this dude anymore. Like two years ago, this guy was one of the the most recognizable stars in the league. Uh, he's never been efficient. He the game has just passed him by. The league operates in a way that does not work for a volume shooter like Carmelo. Well, and but his just volume crazy. is all like deep twos, and that's like the least efficient shot yeah, in the he's game. He's never at this been point. a good, uh, 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 even an average three point shooter, and uh, the league just has moved past him, and yeah. he has not learned how to change his game. And the talk is like he'd be ex like exceptionally good at like a pick and roll game with like a Chris Paul or whoever, if he was like picking and popping, but for whatever reason, like he refuses to play that, that kind of role. I, I don't know. He's always been a minus defender and he's just not a, a three point shooter. So it's like what, that's just not where the game is right now. Uh, he, to me, it sort of reminds me of like Iverson, the way Iverson so? just like refused to change. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like Carmelo could be a six man and, and anchor somebody's like second sure, unit. Man. But he just doesn't want to do it. 
um, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. But in, nobody people are paying him to, to disappear, which is crazy. If you would have told us that two years ago, like nobody would believe it. Three years ago, he was he was an all-star starting the all-star game. Anyway, uh, that's it for Melo. Let's talk about the Warriors. Boogie uh, Cousins is back and playing. Uh, Clay Thompson is literally on fire. And the Warriors look totally unstoppable. Yeah. So, like, when the Warriors were kind of stumbling out the gate, a lot of that had to do with Clay kind of being in a slump. And, and lately, he's just caught fire. So, yeah. there's that mixed with Boogie coming back and adding this kind of extra element and, like, a big man scoring presence and a passing presence. They're freaking, un- like, unbelievable, man. Like, there's just no—I'm going to put money on them to win the, the championship here, like, this afternoon. I don't even care what the odds are. It's basically— a done deal, I think. Okay, interesting. What do you think? Um, I would not you think make that can, bet. Cause... You think people can challenge them? Who, what teams no, do you think have a shot? not at full strength. But Clay has injury history, and or Steph has injury history. Uh-huh. If Steph turns an ankle Bad and ankles, can't play in yeah. the finals, they can be beat. Uh, you think? Here's the things I know about them. They're unstoppable at full strength. There's no question. They can get. They could lose 10 games the rest of the season, including the playoffs at this point, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if they go... I mean, we're halfway through the year. If they go forty and five, if they go thirty-five and five to finish the season, and then I'd be surprised win the if they championship didn't and lose that. five games. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by any of that. The thing is, uh, there's two things that are that you do have to realize, though. The league is not is no longer scared of them, even with Boogie. There used to be like an aura around them where teams would like it was they were just really afraid of them. I don't think that's it anymore either, and their style of play like three or four years ago was so opposite. It was so like revolutionary. Um, now almost all the teams are playing the same style Yeah, where you're, you're shooting a lot of threes and you're stretching the floor and doing all these things. So teams are much more equipped to play defense against this. And so, and they practice and play against similar offenses where they switch and do all these things. So it's not like the novelty of playing them is worn off. And I don't think teams are afraid of them. Those teams that, that aren't afraid of them said, are they, stupid. They are better they, than every other team, and the firepower they have is un, unmatched. So they're going to get hot, and they're going to they're yeah, going to run. Not to mention, like right now, they're catching like their stride. They're going to be like yeah, they str- got a long way. It, they're going to roll into the playoffs and just destroy people. It seems seems true. Uh, moving around the Western Conference a little bit, Dennis Smith Jr. is back for the Mavericks. He scored seventeen the other night. He got in some sort of fight. There, with, so there's talks of Dallas wanting to trade him, and then a bunch of stuff came out that he was like causing problems because he was unhappy with his role compared to what they're giving to Luca with like multiple different facets. But because of that, they don't have leverage to trade him because everybody knows that he's got kind of a a deteriorated relationship with like a coach and some of the players there. So. Now Dallas is backtracking and saying like a bunch of nice stuff about Dennis Smith, like trying to repair the relationship so that maybe they can fix it, maybe they keep him on the on the roster, or they they at least put on like a smiling face and show that you know they've got leverage. They don't have to take any offer that's given to them. So that's kind of the yeah the gist of what's going on there. But well, he's back. I, apparently, he's uh, really excited. Carlisle like, apologized or something for how they handled right. him. I, Desmond Jr. could be a player. He's but fucking he awesome. Will never be what Luca is. Luca is amazing. Right. Luca is a stud. Luca is best with the ball in his hand. So Dennis Smith needs to learn how to be Robin complimentary 
to Luke as Batman and not the other way around. Like, it's just, this seems like a young guy who's played one year in college, who came out, is in his second year in the league. He's probably like fucking 20, 20 or 21, and just doesn't get it. I mean, if he can and just. He's going to need to get it. Either that or he's going to be shipped out of town. So he, so he's a super freak athlete. Like, yes. if he can just really lock down on the defensive end and be like this lockdown uh, point guard defender and then kind of like be able to like add a scoring presence and kind of like a, a you know, a, to the rim, hard drive type guy, like he could be really useful for them, like fit in perfectly with Luca. But it's a yeah, lot of it, we've We've already spent too much time talking about the 13th best team in the West. But we're going to talk a little bit more. Uh, Pet Beverly got a Mavericks uh, super fan blocked from the arena for the rest of the year. This guy, Don Nobler is his name, is a uh, recognizable asshole, I would classify him. I don't know if you would recognize That's a this crazy guy. name. He goes to every Mavs game. He, he's been going to every Mavs game since the year before Dirk got there. So that's 17, 18, 19 years. I don't know, 20 years. I don't know how long Dirk's playing now. And he's now he can't go? He Yeah, he told Pat Beverly to fuck your mother. Ooh. And uh, Pat Bev managed to get him blocked from... Blocked? From the arena for the rest of the season, which is kind of a, a nut crush considering this guy's seen Dirk's entire career. And if this is the end of it, yeah, like Pat Bev, he won't be able to like go to the games. One this of the is, last people I'm talking shit to. That this, guy's oh, that's tough. true. This uh, and Pat Bev said, like, you can say whatever you want to me, but just as soon as you bring my mother into it, you're fucked. Uh, this this Don Nobler guy is like real tall, and he wears like a cowboy hat. He dresses like an asshole. And he has these clapper things. Oh god! Have you, you would. I swear to God, you'll I'm recognize him this up guy. right now. He has these like plastic clapper, uh, like these sound effect maker, sound maker things. And he's always standing and yelling and making weird fucking no noises courtside. Fuck this guy. Don Nobler's a clown, and I'm glad he's going to miss the end of Dirk's career. He's a maniac. He dresses like a a wild man. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. We still support uh, only one NBA super fan. And uh, that's Jimmy Goldstein, even though he may be a slumlord. That's but your that's, boy. That's a whole other thing. All right, well, guess what? It's now time for Mike's Beef of the Week. Not yet sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Uh, today's, this week's Beef of the Week is uh, actually what I cooked for dinner on Sunday night. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the hot dogs at Costco. Your boy made another Costco run last week. I bought four giant-ass top sirloin prime your boy went prime, not Amazon. Maybe prime, Costco should be legit prime. Yeah, maybe Costco should cut the cut the check. Uh, I have been eating them all week long. I grilled four of them on Sunday. I am actually going to go home and eat the last uh, about two thirds. Are of you the keeping steak. this in Tupperware or like tinfoil? How do you? Oh no, preserve no, no. I, I keep them in uh, in uh, Ziploc bags, ah. which my girlfriend hates, but I I don't give a shit. Like I just like it. I like pulling out a bag and then slicing meat. Uh, I don't. I've now eaten everything except for the the steak at home. I think I have some. Uh, you sound a like a real loaf psycho. Of sourdough bread. So I'm probably going to eat that. Huh? Just have a giant, ridiculous uh, steak sandwich. That sounds pretty delightful. I really like making a chimichurri. You ever have a chimichurri? No, I don't even know what that is. It's uh, like a bunch of herbs and garlic and uh, and oil and vinegar. Can't really go wrong with that mix. Yeah, it's like an Argentinian steak sauce. Mm. And so you take like a bunch of parsley and cilantro and you. And a bunch of garlic, like too much garlic, like a whole head of garlic. And then you zip it around in the food processor and you add some oil and uh, and some salt. Argentina is known for steak, right? Oh, yeah. They eat steak. So the way they prepare it's probably a And then they good serve idea. this sort of like grain sauce on the side. Uh, it's quite good. That sounds quite good. It stays good in the fridge for a long time, too. So I will be enjoying a uh, Argentinian steak sandwich for lunch today. On sourdough? On, uh, on sourdough loaf that my mother made. Oh, wow. How, how nice is that? 
I didn't know Suzanne was involved in this whole thing. Uh, neither did I until right now. So well, that is Micah's beef of the week. I, I was, maybe I'll send out some picks. These were good-looking steaks. Maybe you should invite your boy over for lunch. And maybe we, maybe so. Uh, it doesn't sound likely. There's, uh, there's no steak for you, sir. Oh. Well, I'm out then, obviously. Well, you can get back in if you uh, help me with this next thing. Okay. This is uh, where we talk up our good friends at Robinhood. It's oh. an investing app that helps you buy stocks, buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos. And the best part, all 100% commission-free. Robinhood strives to make financial services work for everybody, not just for the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Here's the deal with Robinhood. There is no cost. There are no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees. Trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Okay, it's easy to use. It's got a smart design, easy to understand charts and market data. You can place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. How about that? You can learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. You discover new new stocks, tra track your favorite companies with a personalized newsfeed, and you can get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right mo uh, moment to invest. Right now, Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to build your portfolio. Sign up at backdoor.robinhood.com. One more time, that's backdoor.robinhood.com, backdoor.robinhood.com. So a little bit different than the other ones. Don't give the promo code. Just go to backdoor.robinhood.com. You'll automatically get the the uh, a free stock when you sign up. And I mean, at even if you're just taking like .robinhood.com. Sorry to interrupt you, but even if you're just taking like a small chunk of like whatever you've got in your checking account, like to begin like building a portfolio and learning about how to invest and that kind of stuff, like now's the time, man. Get in early. Better now than than later. Indeed. Backdoor.robinhood.com. Yeah. All right, let's talk some golf, Brad. Let's do talk some golf. PGA Farmers. Yeah, so like this is the first kind of big event of the year. Um, it's it's considered at Torrey Pines. Yeah, at Torrey Pines, it's Tiger's first event, so it's the first event on his 2019 calendar. Um, looking back at it. Uh, he's got eight victories at Torrey Pines, uh, the last coming in 2013. So a long time a bunch ago. of people are hyped about seeing Tiger back on the uh, on the course. Uh, the last time he played it was the uh, the challenge, wasn't it called the challenge? Him and Phil. No, oh, the, the match. The match. The well, match. That was a big yeah, that boom. was his last. But the last tournament he played was uh, the one where it was like the playoff championship, and that huge crowd of people were following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking amazing. So Tiger's exciting, man. It's super fun. Um, looking forward to it. It's a long course. It uh, plays well for people to bomb the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. So have you ever, You've, I guess you've never been to Torrey Pines. Have you, are you no, familiar I haven't. with it at all? Is this a fucking humble brag? Have you been to Torrey? Well, it's a public course in uh, San Diego. We've got a couple partners out there. So yes, I have been there. Okay. However, I, I have not played. Coming, I just, I walked the... Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, I didn't get to play. It's though. beautiful I didn't have though, time. right? Yeah, they have multiple courses. So there's like a, I think it's a north and a south, something like that. But yeah, um, it's it's... Real long, they have long, like, on the on the course, they have, like, on the sidelines, uh, the, the rough is, like, five and a half inches, something like that. So people who can hit it straight and long do really well out there. But if you get into that rough, you're kind of, you're being penalized pretty hard. Um, well, yeah. there you go. Tiger is back. Football's over, but Tiger's back. So there's something to watch this weekend. Indeed. Uh, let's talk some college hoops. Let's do it. Tennessee is now your number one team in the country. Uh, they barely got past uh, Vandy last night in overtime at Vandy. 
Vandy is unranked. Uh, Tennessee has one loss, that only loss being an overtime neutral site loss to Kansas uh, back in November. Um, Tennessee's a pretty damn good story, and they are a good team. They kind of came out of nowhere too, right? Like I didn't have them on the map as being a contender uh, going into the season. So, yeah, they've got uh, Admiral Schofield, total badass. Uh, did you watch some of the game last night, right? Yeah. Williams, what's his first name? I don't know. Whatever. He had like 37 points, something like that. He went 20 for 20. Tennessee Williams. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those two guys are the real deal, man. And, uh, yeah, they were exciting. It was a good game. Uh, Rick Barnes can coach. Indeed. So I grew up uh, with – so he, he coached at Texas for a lot, how many years? 15, 16 15, years. 15, 16 years. Anyways, uh, his son – went to high school with me and played on the same varsity basketball team with me. So um, have a lot of fond memories of, of the Barnes family. I'm really happy to see them doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, Rick Barnes can coach. He went from Providence to Clemson to Texas and now to Tennessee. And nobody was excited at Tennessee when he got yeah, that job. Yeah, he kind of like uh, left Texas and didn't have like a, a whole lot of momentum going behind him. And I'm just glad to see him back kind of like on the national scene and He's doing a really he's a, good he's job. He's a very nice man. He's the best. Yeah. Real he really is a, is a quality dude. Yeah. And a great family. So, uh, big shouts to Rick. Uh, last two unbeatens in the in the country both lost on Saturday. Last Saturday. Now we're talking in the past. But Virginia <laughs> uh, lost at Duke and got a tremendous backdoor cover, which we put up on our feed, uh, hitting a, a buzzer-beating three when they were down five. Yeah, I benefited from that. Yes, Brad was... Brad was on Virginia plus three or three and a half, whatever it was. Something like that, yeah. Uh, they lost at Duke. That's not too big a surprise. Michigan lost at Wisconsin, uh, which I guess is a big surprise. Wisconsin not yet ranked. Uh, I talked to Jared Borislow, and he he was happy, which makes me sad. I'm sure he was ecstatic. Uh, Duke is pretty much the only thing anyone ever talks that about. That anyone talks about, yeah. and, and everybody's mad at ESPN for featuring Duke all the time. But maybe it's because they have three of the top five players in the country uh, coming out of high school and are amazing. So that's why people are going to continue Arguably to talk about them. Arguably four with the, the yeah. point guard Trey. Trey Jones, Jones is injured. Um, and this this you know the people that know a lot about basketball. There's also the talk about how they were going to fall apart because they didn't right. have his defensive presence. Yes, and all, all the experts stuff. said that they were going to fall apart and they uh, just keep rolling. So yeah, uh, that's that has been Duke watch. Yeah, Zion's good. That's that's the yeah update. Zion dunks. Yeah, loud. Uh, that's pretty much it for today. We are back next week with a Super Bowl extravaganza, as I mentioned. Uh, we will let you know what that looks like. And as I mentioned, we are talking to Arian Foster tomorrow on the Ross Boland podcast. I'm going to get a, a few things, uh, ask him a few football-related questions, and that may pop up on this feed at some point between now and next Thursday. Uh, as always, you should follow us on Instagram, at Backdoor Cover Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Backdoor Cover uh, I've been ripping and posting some hilarious videos. Hilarious. Uh, including uh, a meme where Mike Krzyzewski is hammering his arm, and it's funny. You should check it out, at Backdoor Cover Podcast. Uh, I don't think you know what a meme is. Uh, shut up. Uh, you can also follow me, <laughs> at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, on Twitter and Instagram. Look for the verified checkmark on Twitter. Brad, where can the people follow you? Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. 
you will not be finding memes on on my account. But right. apparently, Mike is posting lots of memes. And we'll also, I think, we'll probably do like a big prop episode. Our our Super Bowl extravaganza will definitely be worth checking out. We might have to do That's two or three episodes next Bowl. week. Yeah, yeah prop bets, one hundred percent. So, uh, degenerate stand up. We will we will bring you everything you want and more next week. Uh, that's it. That's all. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.